What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Leah M. Forney, back with another episode of Hey Queen Thrive. Man, I'm super excited. Season two has been phenomenal, man. I honestly think this might have been my best season yet. Y'all let me know. Let me know if season two is is the best season to date because I promise you the conversations that we have had has been on fire. Like, I absolutely have been enjoying interviewing each and every one of my guests this season. I mean, man, man, I feel like I've I've done you guys well by bringing you guys some of the best of the best of the best (laughs) to season two of Hey Queen Thrive. Like, seriously, I really do. I feel like I have done you guys well. And so, yeah, man, like, I'm super excited, man, to be, like, making our way through season two. Like so, before I tell you about the guests that I have on this episode, you know I gotta give you girl, gotta give you girls and gals some updates. Okay, so you know your girl is officially a filmmaker, right? So I I partnered up with my sis Teresa Mitchell, J- Janae Productions. Shout out to her and her team to produce a documentary called The Forgotten, right? Unheard stories of Black women and sexual assault. Um, And I wanted to do this film because, as always, when it comes to sexual assault, Black women and Black girls um, and even Black boys and Black men are under, you know, the undervalued, devalued, not heard, not listened to, you know. um, And I was I was just tired of that narrative. Like I was sick and tired of that narrative. And as someone who has not only been sexually assaulted and violated numerous times, but also knows what it's like to um, deal with the pain behind nobody hearing them, nobody listening to them, nobody understanding, you know, that this happened to them. I really wanted to shine the light. So we did this whole casting call and everything back in February, had um, some amazing women that came through the casting call and we selected them and it was just, yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and so we just wrapped up shooting. <laughs> we just wrapped up shooting the film. And listen, can I just say to God be all the glory? Can I just say that? To God be all the glory. Because it's one thing to have a vision. It's another thing when God provides the provision to your vision right? Like it's one thing when you got something like a plan on your heart and you're like, I want to do this, God, and you seek him for it, right? Because I tell anybody, my strategy is always pray, plan, execute, right? So I prayed about it. I'm like, all right, God, (laughs) like, is we doing this or not, right? And then I put a plan in place and me and my, my, my bestie, my business bestie, my sis, Teresa Mitchell, shout out to her, you know, we spent countless days um, and nights just going over budgets and figuring out what we need to hire and who we need to hire and figuring out, you know, where we need to trim the fat at and all this stuff just to make this moment happen. And so I'm super excited. <laughs> it is getting ready to go through um, editing um, and the team is getting ready to edit. And I just can't wait to get a trailer back. Like I, I've been in kind of like business mode and robotic mode since we started this this journey, and now I'm just like, ha, 
like now that the filming is done, I, I'm really ready to see this trailer and to see this documentary and to see all that God does in it. Like I'm man, listen, I'm probably gonna be super emotional by the time I get that footage back. I promise you, I'll probably be very emotional by the time I get that footage back. But <laughs> I'm excited. So listen. On this episode, I'm sitting down with this amazing, dope, this amazing, dope woman of color, black, indigenous people of color, black woman, whatever you want to call tag and title, right? Filmmaker. So her name is Ashley, Ashley Lopez. And we met on Clubhouse. And immediately she was in my one of my networking rooms on Clubhouse. And we just had this connection because both of us are New York City natives. Um and on top of that, we're both filmmakers, right? So we connected and she has just been so instrumental in helping me and Teresa with everything that we needed to get done, like our storyboard and our pitch deck and all this stuff and sending us information about grants and all these things um, that I had to get her on the show. And so we're here to talk about her company and we're here to talk about her experience as a filmmaker, as well as her upcoming film that's coming out. And so I'm super excited, y'all. So definitely stay tuned. Grab your pen, your paper, grab your favorite drink, listen to this episode. And of course, I'll be back with Thriver Nuggets. The What's up, my beautiful Hey Queen Thrive family? Listen, I'm super excited to interview this guest because let me tell you something, me and her connected on Clubhouse. I always tell y'all, y'all not follow me on Clubhouse. You need to follow me on Clubhouse because I meet the most important people on Clubhouse. But I love this queen. She's so hella dope. She's a filmmaker and it's the one, the only Ashley Lopez. What's going on, girl? Hello, hello, viewers. Hello, kings and queens. And everybody who don't confirm form with those identities, I respect you. Listen, yes, we do over here at Hey Queen Thought. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Already, hello. My name is Ashley Antonia Lopez. Um, I am an actor, a dancer, a divisor, a producer, a filmmaker, director, um, kind of becoming all jack of all trades but I'm with a purpose with like focus um and yes I'm just really in a place of how can I empower other uh Latine and BIPOC artists to tell their truth unapologetically that's that's the space that I'm in right now I love it I absolutely love it so I have a question I ask all my guests and that is in your opinion what does it mean to be a queen that is thriving? For me, what it means to be a queen that is thriving, um, that is honest with their truth. Yeah. Puts a goal and mission and saying that it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. And that's not scared to fail. Mm, yes. Yeah, because you know what? And I'm so glad you said that because I don't think many people factor in failure into their success story, right? Like people always want to be like, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. But it's like, um, failure is a part of the process. Like how else are you going to know whether something works or is not working if you don't 
fail at it. So I love it. All right. So season two, we're talking about purpose. Talk to us. How did you discover that what you're currently doing is what you were called to do? To be honest, I feel like we're never going to know what we're actually called to do. Mm. We will never know. But I created one that I think it is, right? So right now, what I am talented in the gifts that I've been given Mm -hmm. is to create and also to hear other people's ideas and like, let's go this let's go on this bandwagon right now let's take this ride and i'm seeing it a little bit further than you're seeing it and let's yeah. make sure your story is told um, um so to give some background context of why theater why film right yeah. uh, i've been doing a uh, theater since uh 13 years old so like sixth grade so uh, for people who have uh, speech problems, hey, y'all. <laughs> um, so actually, so my mom gave birth to me 10 days later. Um, mm. She So I was a late baby. And, you know, suspicions, we do not have any scientific proof. Let's not be right. scientists here, just for disclaimer. <laughs> right. Um, we think suspect that maybe that could have uh, affected my speech process Mm -hmm. so um I was very smart my brain would like move fast however my speech was very limited I did phrases I um I um like uh, milk I would just say milk or want milk I didn't do a complete phrase yeah so the concept of of speaking was very hard reading that affects reading comprehension I did not like to read so I would see a word and if I didn't memorize the pronunciation of that word I felt fearful of Mm. getting it wrong uh so here comes raising the sun was the first place I did (laughs) yes first play Uh, I love that play I played Mrs. Johnson Mm -hmm. And I played the woman version of Bobo. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. So um, before I got uh, cast in those two roles, I was like, you know what? Let me just try it. I was scared. And like, what if, mm-hmm. it's like, what if you're going to, what if you do well? Just try it, Ashley. Um, also because I made that decision because at the age of 13, I realized that I'm not going to be a professional dancer because I love to dance, um, all of my, uh, from, from two years old all the way to 13. So I was mm-hmm. like, Ashley, let's just have, again, 13 years old, those type of conversations I have with myself. <laughs> You're not going to be a professional dancer because you haven't been, you didn't do ballet since four years old. So right. let's try a different field in the art form. And that's yeah. why I fell in love with theater. I love it because I so I too fell in love with theater at a young age um one of my all-time favorite playwrights August Wilson I absolutely love him I mean literally when he in literally woke up the writer in me as a young girl I mean I played around with screen rights I did because it was just something about his work that was like oh my god I just love him I love him. So I, I too played around in theater. 
but I didn't really think that much of it. And then like maybe in my twenties when I was doing stage plays, like it was just like, oh my God, this is a form of art that so many people don't really tap into and the creativity that comes with it and how you get to be like yourself, but in a character form and you get to bring these characters to life. So I love that at 13, you were like, hmm, let's just try something. I swear, that's the New Yorkers in us because we will we'll try some at least once before we be at like, hmm. there's <laughs> There's certain things that say, no, no, I don't. You can give me a thousand dollars, a million, two, a trillion dollars. Yeah. I'm not going to do what you're inquiring for me to do. Yeah. Um, and there are certain things like, gonna there's no harm right let's try it (laughs) right Um, I love it I love it so what was the inspiration behind starting your own theater company so um so actually I created something else with with um Oh, um, an individual um, at the time. So during COVID-19, you know, everybody had a crisis. Uh, it's either you shut down or mm-hmm. you were creating something. Right. So um, the, the person at the time and I was, uh, I, I pushed it a lot and they were like, okay, let's, let's, let me be, be part of this process. And uh, we created a, a theater company. It was a, a corporation. Um, and we did a lot of great things. We, we did uh, two open mics that had 17 um, BIPOC artists. Um, wow. The other one had, I think, like 20, like around 20 from, from dance, poetry to um, singing. It was really, really beautiful. And then we did a, a film that was to empower women of color uh, just to kind of go into depth of how women, specifically how Black women love mm-hmm. um, and, and if it's stages and incorporated poetry, uh, art, and movement. Um, unfortunately, we went our separate ways. It, it didn't work. And um, I gave them the whole company and said, take it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have the strength to fight for something that I can just recreate something else and make it my right. Own. I did what I did. I gave you a gift and I hope you're able to preserve it and enhance it and create, go into a different uh, way. No, no hard feelings. Yeah. So then I'm like, ah, nothing <laughs> right. starting from scratch. Um, then my friend, I was just talking to, to my friend. I was like, what should I call this? What should I call this? And they were like, um, actually just call it XX theater. I was like, Hmm, (laughs) like you're Latinx and you're from the Bronx. So that should represent that. Yeah. And theater company. I was like, I like that. Let's do it. And um, yeah, so that that's where my focus was was on. It's like let's I want to create the platform for artists of all types, of so visual artists, uh, movers, uh, filmmakers. Yeah, so I wouldn't even mind freaking doing pottery if it happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, a right, a right vibe, um, music. 
I just want to create the space for them to, to feel like, oh, wow, I can, I can do that or realize, oh my goodness, I am powerful. My voice is important. I should have been doing this a long time ago. Um, that's what I wanted to do. And also just if I, if I, if I want to do something where, oh, I want to do a movie and yeah, pass yeah. myself in it. Do it. I have the company to do it. I love it. I absolutely love that because I think that a lot of times we don't realize how much power we do have in creating, right? Like if you see something that's missing and you're like, yeah, they're not really doing it the way I would do it. You know, I'm going to do it my way. That's one of the reasons why I created the podcast. Like I'm an avid podcast listener, but it was just like, oh, this is cute, but it's not really... <laughs> It, like it wasn't really giving me what I would create so then I turned around and created it so that's the beauty of being a creative is that we really do have the power to kind of be like well I see that there's a missing link here how can I create it so I love it all right so you're a filmmaker just like me and so mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you how important do you feel it is that we tell stories of black and brown people it's very important and especially like also to remind the world that we don't all have the same voice. Yeah. A black trans woman is going to be different from a black trans man. Mm -hmm. a, me a, a Mexican gay man is going to be different from a black gay, gay man. Um, my story as, as a, a American born background as a Dominican is going to be different from your story, Leah. So yeah. it's, it's so just to re, just to remind ourselves is like we're not a homogenous group. Mm -hmm. There's different. There's even more stories about black and brown people, even even our fellow Native Americans mm -hmm. that we haven't heard their story. Yeah. So we have lots of years to make up for it. And, and, and why? And like, for example, um, Encanto a little boy was able to say, that's me. <gasps> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's me. Yeah. Um, 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 another person was like, oh my goodness, I'm a woman and I'm big and I identify as a woman and I'm not a typical, it's to say again, what is theater? What is film? What is movement? Everything is a reflection of society during that time. Yeah. We haven't been reflecting the truth of society for a long time because of who's dominating the sound and the culture and stealing other people's culture and this is the way to say it's now your turn to tell yeah. your story it's now your turn to heal it's now your mm -hmm. turn to see that you have such a beautiful light that can give sunlight to other seeds to create their own form of fruits or flowers so very yeah. important yeah no I agree I think representation matters so much right because like you said I mean I watched Encanto and even me I was like wait why are you talking about me I don't like that just talking about me right but it was this feeling of being seen you know even in an animated film it was like oh my god I can totally relate right and then having those kids that are seeing themselves on the film where that wasn't the case years ago like very rarely did you see any representation of black 
brown, BIPOC, Latin, like on film, very, so for us to be where we are now as creatives and being able to say no representation matters, but also being able to say your story matters. Like, it's so important that we tell the stories that CNN ain't gonna tell, you know, <laughs> like ABC News ain't gonna tell, but we can tell them because we're the creative. So I definitely love that. So you have this film that's coming out that your girl got the chance to preview. <laughs> Well, 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 that's that's a little bit different because like, well, OK, so I'll talk I'll talk about it um, the, when it's going to be shown uh, to be determined. But um, <laughs> but OK, so it's it's a documentary feature that's called Black Men Meet. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about love. Mm-hmm. It was a complete coincidental situation. So. Let me give you a backstory. <laughs> so I'm in the process of creating a black man version of how black men love. Mm-hmm. Um, viewers, I know you cannot see me, but <laughs> I am not a black man. You know, right. um, so I was like, I need the voices. How can I create a story that's very truthful? authentic and to make sure that whoever sees this uh, film says oh my goodness I feel that too right specifically this is for the black community and for black men this is this is really a love letter for black men Mm -hmm. so I was like okay let me get some 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 voices right because again it's going to be a continuation of recruiting and interviewing more black men uh so I was like okay and this in this scenario I was able to get um eight black men to come to raw gallery NYC they're in Grand Conquers in the Bronx you know plus <laughs> just this for for art galleries <laughs> the shameless plug I love it right and um and um I recorded it and literally they were just talking about I, I let them run the conversations the, the only thing that I talked about is what are your love languages and then I let them control it um the only time I butt in it was like cut uh, we have to reset okay now go keep going <laughs> right right um <laughs> And then I was looking at it. I was like, this is uh, actually really good. Mm-hmm. This is hilarious. This is actually touching. Wow. I, we, I have been never seen any form of media, whether it was a narrative form or a documentary style mm-hmm. of just eight Black men talking about love and being honest and being real and checking mm-hmm. each other and disagreeing with each other in a very respectful way and all of them have a job all of yeah. them are respectful all, all of them are speaking very eloquently uh, some yeah. are married some aren't married and college educated yeah and we have two two men that are in their 60s one that's in the 30s one is close to 40s different generations I was like mm-hmm. let's make this into a film and and I did it it's it's an hour and 15 minutes um I didn't get to I did I, I applied to at least like five film film festivals 
one said not selected. So I'm just waiting for the other ones to, if all of them say not selected, then yes, I'm going to rent out a movie theater in the Bronx. I love so it. to be determined, y'all, I'll let you know about the links. I love it though. I love it. And as someone that was blessed to sneak preview it, it, it really was. It was one of those conversations. And I text you and I was like, I have never heard Black men speak on this caliber, right, about a topic. I mean, they went there. It went real deep, real quick. And I was just like, for me as a Black woman, it was just like, y'all, y'all got emotions. Like, y'all got feelings. Like, y'all got, like oh my God. And, and that's what I really wanted to be shown. It's not this film and also how Black men love is how can we we rebuild the communication between black women and black men again how can we yeah. really create that that healing of just just like that realization like oh you're human babe i'm sorry right let, let me let me calm down to hear you okay now yeah. i hear your needs i'm validating your needs babe here's my needs how can yeah. we find a medium? How can you make sure that I'm seeing you and I'm making sure that you, that you feel seen as well? Right. So. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait for it to, I really can't wait for it to come out. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna start many conversations, um, not just amongst black men and black women, but even just father to son and other dynamic conversations that, we're not having in the black and brown communities in the BIPOC communities, like we're not having it. So kudos to you for that. So any upcoming projects, like what are you, as 2022 is here, we, we in the thick of 2022, what are you working on this year? So um, everybody, every single viewer, like, I'm sorry, listener, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, <laughs> I can you please mark your day for June 18th, 2022. So mm. in June 18th, it's a Saturday. I know you are free <laughs> at 6.40 p.m. Um, at Raw Gallery that's in the Bronx by the B&D train. You're going to get off at 182-183rd Street. And it's just $10. The tickets are $10. Oh, oh, where can you buy a ticket? You ask, listener. Oh my goodness. That's a, such a great question. You're going to go to my Instagram. That is the at sign. Don't forget the at, the at sign, right? X, X theater. Uh, please. It's the regular formal way of spelling theater. Not, not the other way. So it's going to, the ending is E followed by the R. And you're just going to click that link that's on the website and you're going to see the, the Eventbrite. Shout out to Eventbrite. Keep people in business. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you're going to purchase a ticket so you can see six Black poets tell it. their story through the love of poetry, right? The, the poetry art form in a celebration of Juneteenth. I love it. Some may create love letters. Some may celebrate. 
some may create a poetry that needs to be a real reevaluating what is the true reality for black americans and mm-hmm. are we even closer any any form of close to the goals that our ancestors wanted yeah so but overall is is to celebrate juneteenth the actual independence day i love it i right? love I, that yeah 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 so i hope y'all come please yes. I definitely love that. And that information will definitely be in the show notes because people need to check it out. But because Juneteenth is now a federal holiday, they finally gave us our respect. You know, you have no excuse because technically you're off. It's on a Sunday. So, which means you're no, probably no, no. celebrating yeah, that yes. Friday or Monday. One of them. Is, exactly. So, so Saturday, so it's on Saturday. The, the the Juneteenth is, is, is actually on Sunday, and then mm. people are off on Monday. Right. So you don't got no excuse. I love it. So actually, before I let you go, please tell the people how they can connect with you. So yeah. So as a reminder, you can. I, I have multiple Instagrams, but I'm gonna make it simple for you. <laughs> Just go to at xx theater. You can also find me on Twitter. Again, the at sign, XX Theater. You can also find me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, what listener? You said at XX Theater? Mm-hmm, you got that right. And also, I'm on LinkedIn. If you want the personal, just write Ashley Antonia Lopez. Um, if you want the professional uh, business, just type in what listener? <laughs> You're so smart. Yep, it is. <laughs> xx theater company a little bit of a change llc you'll find me (laughs) i tell you listen if y'all make sure y'all connecting with my sis because as you can see she is not only dynamic in what she does she's so goofy and that's what i love about her so i so appreciate you coming through the hey queen thrive sis of course and listeners of all like in all honesty, thank you so much, Leah. Thank you so much. And um, I wish you, every single one of y'all that's listening right now a wonderful day, blessings. And I hope you find a hundred dollars today. Yes. Yes. Listen, shout out to Ashley coming through the Hey Queen Thrive. I appreciate you, sis. I appreciate you, Queen, for coming through, man. Listen, y'all make sure y'all are following her connect with her, connect with her theater company. Man, listen, if you are in the NYC area, you need to know this person. Like she's just doing amazing things to really shine the light on black and brown stories. Because listen, black and brown stories matter, y'all. Like they really do matter. And so I really, really appreciate you, girl, for really coming through the Hey Queen Thrive. You're amazing. And you're dope. And I tell you that all the time because we talk all the time. But listen, I just got to publicly say it. So, y'all, definitely follow Ashley on all her social medias. Check out the website. Check, shoot her an email if you're interested in any of the things that she talked about. Um, but definitely stay connected to her because I know she's going to do amazing things, big, big things in the NYC. So I, I can't wait to see all that she does. So, listen. For this episode's Thriving Nuggets, I really want to dive into this conversation about um, the documentary uh, that we just wrapped up, The Forgotten. And so, 
the premise behind the documentary is really shining the light on black and brown stories, especially women of color um, when it comes to sexual assault. And that comes from, honestly, my passion behind it really stems from being a sexual assault survivor, one, two, being a sexual assault advocate, and three, being a Black woman, right? And so I know in my own experiences, the pain that I felt of not being listened to. Like I could still to this day, and it's been nine years since I was raped, I can still remember getting the questions or the level of questioning I received from black a black male officer who literally asked me repeatedly, was I sure that I was raped because I knew the person? As if that meant something different, right? Um, and so when I think about in the work that I do as a sexual assault advocate and the, and the, and the stages that God has allowed me to speak on, right? Whether it's training law enforcement, whether it's... Um, training attorney, attorney generals, right? The, the stages that he's allowed me to speak on, right? Um, as always one or two black women in the audience, that's like, yeah, I was sexually assaulted and nobody, you know, I didn't report it because I just felt like nobody was going to listen to me. I felt like nobody was going to hear me. I felt like I, I didn't matter. You know, I felt like I was forgotten. So that's really where my heart was at when I decided to pitch this um, film concept to my sis, Teresa Mitchell of Janae Productions. And I'm just grateful that she was like, yeah, let's do it, right? Because we needed to tell this story, right? So the, t- the reason why I named it The Forgotten, and trust me, y'all, your girl went back and forth 50 million times with 50 different names, I promise you. But what stood out to me about the forgotten is because when I think about the way Black women, women of color, BIPOC women, right, are perceived in the United States of America and maybe even abroad, right, is that not only can we take pain, right, but that our pain doesn't matter, right? Because we see that in every sector, right? We see that in the healthcare sector when Black women are you know, not being seen and heard and validated when they're complaining about the pain that they're experiencing during pregnancy. Hence the reason why black and brown women and BIPOC women and women of color are dying three to four times, are three to four times more likely to die, right, during um, childbirth, right? So we, we see this continuous theme, right, that we don't matter, right? And even when I think about Tarana Burke and the Me Too movement, right? Shout out to her, right? When that movement came about, it was for black and brown girls, black and brown voices, right? And then what happened? The white folk came and took it (laughs) or attempted to take it, right? But that's not who it was created for. It was created for many of us because our stories are not being told, right? And so I'm just a firm believer that God will give you what you need to make shit happen, right? Like, I'm just a firm believer that because I have survived and thrived through sexual assault, that it literally is my obligation to make sure that nobody else experiences what I had to experience. So that's literally where my heart is and heart was in the creation of the forgotten, right? The other aspect that I, I definitely wanted to touch on in the film is this freaking horrible injustice 
of this backlog of untested rape kits, right? I was impacted by it, y'all. You're talking to somebody that it took eight years, eight years to bring my, my perpetrator to justice, eight years of waiting for somebody to acknowledge that, yes, this happened to me. And so if I waited eight years, I can only imagine the countless other women that had to wait, right? So I had to make sure that I was highlighting that. The other portion of the film that I wanted to touch on is this self-love journey. Because the self-love journey for women of color, period, is, is a journey. But when you're a woman of color, BIPOC woman, Black woman, African American woman, whatever you want to tag inside of yourself, and you've been sexually violated, that's a whole, whole other journey. Whole other journey. Because it's not only learning to love yourself. But it's learning to re-love your body again. It's learning to love the connection to somebody again. Learning to, to be able to love and embrace intimacy again. Closeness again. It's levels to that shit, y'all. And so I was like, nah. These are the key things that I have to highlight in this film. Because I wanted each woman to be able to share not only their story and their experiences and all this other stuff. But I wanted the world to hear that there's a journey and there's a process that we each have to go through just to be able to feel like a woman again. Because I tell you no lie, it took me years to get to where I am today. For years, your girl did not want to feel attractive at all. At all. I kid you not. Like, if I could do anything to hide the fact that I was a curvy woman and a voluptuous woman with big boobs and a butt and hips and all these things, I would do it. So I spent many of my days, baggy clothes, sweatpants, hoodie, all of that, trying to hide my attractiveness because of the fact that I did not want, did not want um, to feel any type of connection to any, like, I just didn't want any man to look at me and be like, yeah, I want to holler at that, right? Like, I hit it. So I just, I say all that to say, like, I have to commend and congratulate and, and thank the amazing women behind the film that, that came out and shared their stories. I mean, y'all, I can't wait for y'all to see this documentary. I cannot wait for y'all to see this documentary. Um, it's definitely going to be something that I'm going to, um, get with the team about doing a virtual showing, but for those that live in other cities and states and areas, but then also we're going to celebrate, <laughs> right? Like we already talking about planning a big gala and everything. Like we're going to celebrate, we're going to celebrate the success of two films under our black owned, uh, production company called Janae Productions that's sharing black and brown stories. Like we're going to celebrate the success. And so that's why I created the film. That's why I'm grateful that my sis Teresa was like, yo, let's do it. Right. Let's do it. And, and here's the beautiful thing in it. We literally just made it so that the money that we raised and all of that was circulated amongst black creatives <laughs> from our photographer to our sound bath practitioner. Shout out to my sis Wasita, right? Like, we literally was like, yo, how do we make it so that 
black creatives are getting paid for them for this moment, this option, this this film, this you know what I mean? Like we wanted that so bad because again, I'm a firm believer, yo, that we as black people, as BIPOC people, women of color, men of color, whatever you want to tag and title, gotta look out for each other. Right. And so I'm just grateful, man. I'm so grateful that this has came to pass. This this has been something that God laid on my heart. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I didn't uh, hesitate to move and take action. I'm grateful that I was obedient, right? And I was like, all right, God, cool. If this is what we're going to do, then I'm going to trust that you have the provision lined up. And he did just that. <laughs> he did just that. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm beyond grateful, man. And I'm honored to to be able to not only call myself a filmmaker, but also to have been able to put out this amazing piece of work uh, that's going to stand the test of time, right? So, y'all, definitely stay connected with me, man. Make sure you follow me on social media and all that good stuff so you can stay abreast on when the showing and the screening is. But, yeah, the forgotten. It's here, honey. It's, it's here. It's here. It's here. And I'm just beyond excited. So, listen, this concludes another episode of Hey, Queen Thrive. Tune in again next week for another Power Pack episode with another Power Pack guest. I love each and every one of you. Please stay safe out there, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.